Postcards from Home Natalie Brownstein lives in Sydney, Australia and is mother to two young boys. She recorded this postcard on the 11th of April. Natalie was just getting her business back on track after the birth of her second son when coronavirus emerged in the city. She sends this postcard to her sons so they can hear about this period of their childhood when they're older. And in it, she describes the scaling back of daily life and tries to imagine what it will be like after the virus has receded. Hi, it's Natalie here. I'm 38 years old and I live in Sydney, uh, just a short walk from Bondi Beach, so I'm pretty lucky to have grown up here. My husband's name is Brian and I have two sons. Arlo is six and Hopper is two. I have my own business managing projects and events and I mostly work from home and sometimes I go into people's offices and businesses. So when I first started reading about coronavirus, I wasn't really worried about it coming to Australia. Uh, we had a family holiday that Fiji planned in April and I think I just really wanted to go. And as the holiday was getting closer, I needed to accept my fate and I conceded. Coronavirus was already winning. As cases were on the rise and it came to Australia, it made me think that during my life I've, I've been lucky enough never to have experienced any real hardship. I've always had a roof over my head, I've always had plenty to eat, and I've been lucky enough to grow up in Australia where it's politically very consistent and safe. When the lockdowns in my area started, this was actually the first time in my whole life when I haven't been able to do what I want when I wanted it. And I actually found it to be a little bit humbling. Before we went into lockdown, there were reports of a shortage of toilet paper in Australia. It's such an odd thing for people to stockpile, but they were doing it. So when I ran out, I actually had to go from shop to shop to try and find toilet paper. And it ended up taking me a few days to locate any. But I think this was actually the, the first time where I felt like things were really about to change in a big way for all of us. My biggest fear about the virus was for my mother because she's 81 and she lives independently. And it seemed like the virus was taking out the elderly and most vulnerable. So I was really worried about her catching it. After many difficult conversations, my sister and I convinced her not to leave her apartment. So we bring everything she needs. When I drop supplies off to her in the building, my heart's actually been really touched to see how many notes there were in the lift with offers from younger residents in the building to help the older ones in any way they could. There were even little sweet care packages done up uh, with you know, hand sanitizer and face masks and tissues and a little handwritten note for the older residents. And I think that made me think that in times like these, there are really opportunities for, for true kindness. And I think it shows our human nature, which is that we want to connect with each other in any way we can. After having my second kid, I did have some postnatal depression. When I was just getting my life back on track this year, uh, I started to feel really positive about where I was headed. I started exercising again, I joined a netball team, which I was really excited to start, and I was about to take on a new contract while for work, and now that's all on hold. At first I felt really defeated and sad, but I just kept telling myself that we have to be thankful that this virus doesn't take our kids, because that would be the absolute worst thing imaginable. 
My husband, Brian, works in the news, and I'm sure you can imagine he's busier than ever. Although I'm not able to work right now, I guess we're lucky that at least we still have one income in our household because I know a lot of people have lost their jobs and are doing it really tough out there. So I'm very grateful, and I'm looking after the kids all day, and he's working in one of our bedrooms in our apartment. And while he's trying to work, our toddler keeps coming in and interrupting all his meetings, which his colleagues and him find very funny. He's very addicted to his father. Brian has to pick him up. Sometimes Brian has to stand up during the meeting holding him because Hopper wants him to stand up rather than sit down. It, it definitely is challenging working. But I think other parents are experiencing the same thing, so it kind of makes it a bit more understandable. At first I was worried that my husband and I would kill each other by the end of this, but so far it's actually going really amazingly and we seem to be really respecting each other's needs and our teamwork has been at its best, which is definitely a surprise to me. Uh, it's also really nice to see him together with the boys during the day because normally he goes into the office and the boys absolutely adore him and he is totally smitten with them too. And it makes me really happy to see them all together. And I guess coronavirus has given them the opportunity to now play and cuddle in between meetings, which is something really positive. Plus, I can sometimes ask him to change a nappy or two during the day. So that makes my day a little bit easier too. But the days definitely do feel long for me. First, I've got a homeschool Arlo, which takes a lot of patience. Um, I'm sure all parents can relate as well that all their kids want to do all day is watch TV. And right now I'm not at my best with parenting and I just let him watch for a big part of the day because it contributes to my survival during all of this and my mental health. But at least the bond between my kids and their cousins is staying strong because they spend hours a day on video calls and they adore each other. So it's great that they can still connect in that way. But then I have to keep my toddler Hopper from injuring himself. He's an adrenaline junkie with no fear and I compare him to a tornado but he at least is at his peak cuteness right now because he's so cheeky and his talking is so sweet because he's learning so many new words. And he's a bit of a dictator with the TV. He does always want to watch Peppa Pig, but at least it's actually a really clever show so the rest of us can enjoy it too. Uh, I spend a lot of my days feeding the family. I feel like seriously a majority of my days spent preparing food. My family are a pack of wolves and it's unbelievable how much they consume. I feel like a restaurant just pumping the food out non-stop, non-stop. I'm hungry, mum, I'm hungry. Mum, I want to eat. Mum, I need a snack. And then I've got to feed my husband as well who's working and can't really take a break to do any food prep, so I'm feeding him too. And I eat a lot too. So, And then there's all the tidying up that goes along with it, you know. So I, I'm a, quite a gourmet cook, so I don't just make sandwiches. I make really nice, yummy food for all of us. Um, but I kind of feel like sometimes I wish the tables were turned and I wish I was the one working and got to lock myself away in this room, you know, for the day and, you know, that I'd come out and it would be, you know, a, a, a nice change to see my children rather than, you know, having them there all the time wanting something from me. But as the weeks have progressed, the kids are getting better at making fun out of nothing together because their expectations have changed. I think kids 
most of all are really adaptable and, and they've probably found it a lot easier to transition than we have as adults. I do feel really lucky that we've got our own apartment. Um, even though our balcony is really small, at least it allows us to sit outside and get some fresh air and sit in the sun, which I'm definitely grateful for. Sometimes during the day we are able to take our kids out to a quiet park where they can run around and scooter. Uh, we do live in quite a populated area, so it's quite hard to find this, but we've managed to find a few little pockets where we can kind of be primarily by ourselves. You know, I've always felt the boys are kind of like dogs. that You need to exercise them, otherwise they go a little bit crazy. But it's really nice to see them have fun outdoors. But again, this reminds me of something I've always taken for granted. Our attitude has changed a bit, though, because now we have to stay clear of people. And my anxiety, especially with kids who don't understand physical boundaries at all, and they touch absolutely everything, my anxiety really increases the second we step foot out, outside our door because it's no longer carefree like it used to be. Uh, I've grown up a two-minute walk from Bondi Beach, so it's fair to say that I'm totally addicted to the beach. I love absolutely everything about it. The smell of the salty air, the sun shining on my skin, the sound of the waves crashing, the shimmer of the sunlight on the water, and that feeling when you first take a dive under the waves. But since I'm not allowed to swim anymore because the beaches are closed, I've taken to driving past the beach, opening my windows and just inhaling deeply. As pathetic as that sounds, the sight and smell of the beach does give me some sense of calm and it's sort of a consolation prize. But I never thought I'd see the day when the water and the sands of Bondi are completely empty. It's never happened before in my whole life. It's really surreal, it's eerie and it's beautiful all at the same time. I think most of all, though, I'm missing seeing my mum, my sisters and my close friends. I'm a really affectionate and tactile person, so it's really hard for me not to hug and kiss them. But thankfully, at least I can still devour my kids because I'm totally addicted to kissing them. I'm grateful that no one I know in Australia has contracted the virus. We're actually really lucky to be here. Our government's handled everything pretty well to keep the numbers down and our healthcare is fantastic. I do have family overseas in London and America that have caught it, and some of them have been really sick. So every day I just have to be grateful that we're healthy and safe. Sometimes I wonder what normal will look like after this is over. Will global travel be as accessible as it was before? Will hugs, kisses and handshakes come back? As a society, will we all become germophobes? I definitely won't be taking things for granted, like going to a restaurant or catching up with my friends and family, exercising wherever and whenever I want and spending all day at the beach. But I do hope this will be the most difficult time we'll ever have to endure. I imagine that once this is all over, strangers will just hug in the street and the world will have one big party full of music, food and laughter. At least I know that's what I'd like to happen. Postcards from Home was produced by Eleanor Schember, using music created by Kai Engel.